Hello and welcome to Freed from the Real, episode 152. Freed from the Real is brought to you by PureMTGO.com, MTGOTraders.com, and CapeFearGames.com. You can listen to us every Tuesday at PureMTGO.com, MTGOTraders.com, and MTGCast.com. I will be one of your hosts for this week, uh, Kia Sala, and with me is Sebastian Park. Hey, everybody. And unfortunately, due to illness, AJ is not going to be able to make it. So you're stuck with just the two of us. Sorry, it's an all-American yeah. podcast today. No Brits today, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but we do have some great news for you, so that's a nice change of pace. we got a new year, so all sorts of stuff is going on. Um, and since we're coming up on the winter set, we have Dark Ascension previews. Uh, they began this week. So great. So great. Yeah. And we have about like 15 cards that have been spoiled. I love, I don't know, I guess it depends on how long you've been playing. I remember years ago when it was literally like one card per article. So one, mm -hmm. like on Monday, and there was like one article a week except for Mondays where you got two. So it's like, cool, we got two cards. And the next day you get oh one God. more card and then one more card. Now it's like, here's like 20 cards every day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the flip side would be that. Uh, back then, there was also more leaking, so you would have to go to MTG Salvation, and you'd be able to see all the different cards already there. So, that's it's a give and take. Yeah, no no doubt, but uh, I'm just glad. I, I like that they're embracing, like, you know what, they, it's not going to make it less special if it's more than one card, because there's tons of things uh, that they can talk about. And the way they integrate it, like when they had the, they did the rules article uh, today, which talked about all the new um, abilities, the new keywords yeah. and ability words. Yeah. Um, and they use yeah. card, actual card examples to show those off. Um, but if uh, we've posted the link to the Dark Ascension card image gallery, and if you haven't figured it out by now, obviously, spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about Dark Ascension cards for the next few minutes. So if you don't want to know any of those, I would tune out. Uh, we'll probably post some time in the show notes uh, for you guys to skip to. Yeah, so that way you can cut ahead and skip to the other information um, and not have that spoiled for you. So anyways, spoilers, let's jump in. Uh, is there anything that jumped out to you, Sebastian? Looks good. Interested? The, yeah, the undying mechanic just seems amazing. Uh, it's it's super cool. I'm sure you'll agree. It's undying. For those of you who don't know yet, is when this creature dies, if it had if it had zero or no plus one plus one counters on it, return into the graveyard under your, uh, return to the battlefield from the graveyard under its owner control with a plus one plus one counter on it. So basically, if um, like the red one, which is near Heath Stalker, if he he's a four one for five. But when he dies, he comes back as a 5-2, unless he was already a 5-2 or more prior. Yeah, uh, definitely very interesting. Um, it's very similar to the Persist mechanic, for those of you that remember that one a few years back, where they came back with a minus one, minus one counter, only obviously this one's a little bit better. <laughs> it's a little bit. Yeah, they come back, um, instead of being worse, they come back a little bit stronger. So now you'll be looking for ways to actively get them in there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really interesting, right? Because... On the flip side, now you have this interesting dynamic where, like, Hunger for the Hell Pack, which is an instant that puts a plus one, plus one counter on target creature, could be used as a pseudo-removal spell, like, prior to you, like, dealing, um, like, a shock to it. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, for example, like, uh, one of the, the other cards they previewed, Stranglerud Geist. It's a two green for a two one haste uh, with Undying. So in theory, yeah, you could get a plus one, plus one counter on it, and then, like I said, shock it, and it would be gone, and you wouldn't have to deal with it again. Um, yeah. But not that that's still the best use of resources, but it's interesting nonetheless. Um, yeah, it's very exciting. It, it, it's also interesting because it does play against one of Green's strongest cards in Limited, uh, which is Travel Preparations. 
So it's kind of funny. It's like, um, I don't want to travel prep that guy because then I just lose persist, uh, lose and dying. But it's good. It's good to have that kind of tension in your cards to where you have to, you know, think and make decisions. That's what makes Magic so great. So. Yeah, for sure. And from what we can tell so far, the Undying mechanic will be um, associated mostly with like vampires, spirits, and and they're like, probably I wouldn't be surprised if we saw it with a, a zombie at some point. So. Yeah, I could definitely see that. It'll be interesting. It uh, obviously we know it's in green and red so far because those are two of the 12, 15 cards that we have. So that's interesting. Uh, the other new mechanic that we have been previewed is Fateful Hour, and it's more. This is more mechanic in the vein of like Threshold than it is um, an ability of any kind. And basically, um, it enhances cards when you're, they're used and you have five or less life. So to take an example, we have here in, uh, Gather the Townsfolk. This is one and a white for a sorcery that puts two 1-1 one, one white human creature tokens onto the battlefield. You're saying, yourself, yeah, you're saying to yourself, mediocre, uh, raise the alarm, no big deal. But it has fateful hour, so if you have five or less life... You put five tokens onto the battlefield instead. How ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, and of course, one of the, my favorite cards in the set so far, because I've, I've always loved clerics as a as a, uh, a tribal... I just... AG's not here to agree with that statement. But anyway, I, like, I love clerics, and it's great to see another Faithful Hour card is Thraben... Thraben? 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 Yeah. Doomsayer? Uh, he's uh, two white and a, and a color... Colorless, and basically he's a two-two that puts one-one tokens into play. But if you have, if your life is below five, if you have faithful hour, all creatures get plus two plus two, which is sort of ridiculous. Yeah, I mean we all we've all seen the the power of tempered steel. Uh, so having that on a dude who also makes your creatures, it's pretty good. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out in limited, especially for like depending on what kind of instants and sorcerers we see. Because that'll make combat very interesting in the the mid to later parts of the game, you know, and and how much you want to attack your opponent. Do you want to risk getting blown out by some ridiculous fateful hour spell? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, it's also interesting because it's a mechanic that would have been completely unprintable uh, with mana burn as a rule. Ah, true. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> I play a bunch of creatures and I take one from man- one from mana burn. Yeah, like... I, I create a bunch of more creatures. I take a two from mana burn. Yeah, that, that that I I don't like the idea of like having a strategy where it's it's you're sitting there taking mana burns to do that. So like uh, turn one planes, tap it. Yeah. So, go. Like, so that so lines, nope, go. <laughs> oh man. So that's interesting. Um there's some other pretty cool cards here. One that I like cuz it's goes back to crazy recursive graveyard effects that uh I enjoy and it's similar to a staple of dredge now of blood gas. And that's Gravecrawler who is a one black mana for a 2-1 that can't block. Uh, So you're like, eh, that's not that great. But you may cast Gravecaller from your graveyard as long as you control a zombie. That's sick. Yeah, so that's a a continually recursive 2-1-4-1. And the other interesting thing is Gravecrawlers key off of each other because they are zombies. So if you've lost two and you rip a Gravecrawler, it's like you just drew three creatures. Sick. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see Gravecrawler uh, be played. I'm glad it's a, it's a rare and not a, a, a mythic. It seems like one of those cards that may see play, especially, at, but in high numbers, like four or more. So Yeah, I feel like, yeah, you have to play it as, as a four of. Um, but yeah, very interesting. And yeah, I'm glad it's a rare, too, because if that card were an uncommon, if some, you know, that would not be fun for limited. 
Exactly. Um, and of course, my favorite card in this, I love looking out for cards that may reinvent or make existing archetypes playable. And increasing confusion is just that. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's X and blue. Target player puts the top X cards of his or her library into his, his or her graveyard. That's like a pretty decent card already, considering that a lot of uh, dredge mill decks nowadays are draw and go. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, it has flashback for the same cost, and if increasing confusion was cast from the graveyard, that player puts twice as many cards from his or her graveyard um, into his, or from his deck into his or her graveyard instead, which is great. So that's basically you can rip about 15 cards, I would say, on average from. Uh, two of these. And the Sorcery is a little bit slower, but it's, it's pretty sick still. Yeah, I know. Very interesting card, and pretty awesome art on that one, I might add. Um, yeah, love so, that yeah. Dance God, you are a man. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that'll be interesting to see if there's going to be that, and maybe some other components that put these kind of mill strategies that people keep trying to make work uh, work. Uh, and that's also just an interesting use of the, use of the flashback uh, mechanic. I'm really hoping that's a cycle. Um and I can dare to dream that the red one is a fireball that does that. <laughs> but, but I find that highly... in the graveyard, it does double the damage, <laughs> or it can't be prevented or countered. Hey, hey let, a man, let a man dream. <laughs> I mean, that'd, that'd be great. It'd, it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I can't... I mean, with Devil's Play, though, I can't imagine them just printing that. But uh, okay. I do hope Here's that it's... a card that's better. Yeah, I do hope that is a cycle, and it'll be interesting to see what they do with the rest of them. Uh, in this, this or, or if they do other cards like this, where if you, when you're flashing it back, its effect is amplified in some way. Agreed. And now there are also, uh, for those of you who don't know, there are double face cards that are no longer just creatures. They are in Dark Ascension. There will be something, and we know one of them was Chalice of Life, which does it's three mana and gains you a life. So it's pretty awful, honestly. Let's not let's not kid ourselves here. But when if you're at least ten life more than your starting life total, it transforms into Chalice of Death, which deals 5 damage per tap, which is pretty good. So. Yeah, I read that card, and just immediately I thought about Soul Sisters, uh, the deck in Modern, because, I mean, how easy is it to get to 30 life in that deck? Like, Oh, yeah. No, I, mean, it's just like, <laughs> I just feel like it's like a couple turns, a couple guys, and then you're like, oh, play this, I go to 32, you're on a severe clock now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it seems really great. It seems like one of those cards that may see, may possibly be playable in the uh, in the control mirror, uh, considering that now we have all these like the three mana mana acceleration artifact that uh, gains your life, combined now with Chalice of Life. Seems interesting. Yeah, it's it's got some it's a card to keep an eye on, and it's also just cool because we uh, get to see the implementation, and we knew they they were probably going to go to this is to having flip cards that are not just creatures, or, uh, sorry, double-faced cards that are not just creatures, things that do other things. And looking at the checklist card, which has also been available, you can see there's a few on there. Uh, we don't know what they are yet, but there are other things. It looks like one of them is probably some kind of legendary equipment uh, as a seven-cost artifact. Yeah, it looks like there's also a bunch of creatures. It doesn't look like there are too many, uh, I would say, like, enchantments or artifacts, but there's at least two, so. Yeah, and then, uh, a Pretty sure we got a vampire, or not? A, sorry, a werewolf lord uh, coming out because we have this two-colored uh, hunt, hunt master. Yeah, hunt master. Well. Pretty sure that's gonna be some kind of werewolf lord. Loyal Qatar. Yeah. Soul Caesar. Oh, and we also have another flip card in blue, and those tend to be very good from what we've yeah. seen so far. Uh, well, we actually do have one of the blue flip cards already spoiled. Really? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Can't find its name right here, but. 
It's pretty interesting, and it's one that actually does go from a creature to a different creature type. It is three blue-blue for a 1-3 flyer, and whenever it deals combat damage to an opponent, you can transform it, and if you do, it becomes mind control. Yay! So you, you transform it into an enchantment, and you, you attach it to one of your opponent's creatures. Uh, uh, like I said before, the flip mechanic really reminds me a lot of the... Uh, well, actually, no, the double-sided card mechanic reminds me a lot of the flip mechanic from Kamigawa, which is a similar thing. And if you guys remember, uh, we had some great combos where... Um, I think it was um, Sayo? Rayu? Yeah, Rayu? Something like that. Um, and he would go from a, a really weak creature to an enchantment that pretty much locked you out of the game in combination with other things. Yeah, he could, he could in fact lock you out of the game. But uh, yeah, Soul Caesar, here it is. Three blue blue uh, for a 1-3 flyer. When it deals combat damage to a player, transform it if you do. You may transform it if you do attach it to a creature that player controls. And then it's just mind control on the other side. Uh, so very flavorful. It's a you know flying ghost comes in and takes over Prey's body, um, and probably pretty good. <laughs> I, I would I would go on a limb and say that it'd be very good in limited. Yes. Uh, um. So yeah, that one's pretty interesting <laughs> to say the least. I, I shape it up to be some really cool stuff. And of course, may not be the greatest card, but just its name alone, you got to give it some credit. We have the zombie apocalypse, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, it's return all zombie creature cards from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped, and then destroy all humans. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, some pretty cool art, pretty flavorful, just a massive horde of zombies. So, um, Yeah, all in all shaping up, like it looks like we're getting extra, you know, some more powerful cards, uh, boosting up archetypes that are already kind of enhanced, and then, uh, and then some. So, yeah. All right, any other cards you want to talk about, Sebastian? You good? Yeah, I think we're good. I mean, there are, there are a bunch of other cards you guys should have to check out. There's obviously spoiling yeah. more and more as it comes yeah. out. Uh, I mean, obviously, we have, like, Archdemon of Greed, which is a flip card from Ravenous Demon, which who's basically another uh, another homage to Lord of the yeah. which we see everywhere. Yeah, and I'm also pretty impressed that they, they decided to have the – they had the cojones to print Sacrifice a Human on a magic card. After all the trouble they got in like 18, 20 years ago uh, with some of the demons and demonic tutor and unholy strength with the pentagrams and they, but nah, to sacrifice. Yeah, I mean they found that they've been coming back. They said, you know what, we're gonna have demons, we're gonna have devils. They're part of fantasy mythology, and I mean, you know, if you're going for a flavorful, you know, horror trope set, you you gotta have some sacrificial humans. So honestly, the entire craze with. Uh, what's it called? The uh, Twilight and zombies and werewolves is probably helping. Yeah, We've, yeah. I mean, obviously, the, the world is not the same as it were 20 years ago, so but that'll work in their favor. Yeah, yeah. And we also have, uh, I believe, a werewolf has already been spoiled. Oh, the new one, yes. the red one, right? The uh, uh, Mondro. Yeah, that's gonna take. I'm just gonna stare at that for one. Mon, Mon, yeah. Mondronin. Mondronin. Yeah. <laughs> why did Why did they make these names so hard sometimes? Like you're making a, you're making I, up a family they, name. They, I, I'm, I'm sure they have some German guy who does all the naming and Wizards of the Coast who's like, oh, I mean that's fine. There's a there's an umlaut in there. I mean that's who can't pronounce it. Exactly. No, but a uh, pretty interesting card, a three-two uh, with the werewolf mechanic. You know, so when it flips over, but it, then it becomes a five-five, and when your opponent casts a spell, it deals two damage to that player. 
So if you manage to flip that, even if your opponent immediately flips it back, they're taking four. And if they don't, they're just in a world of hurt because you got a 5-5 that's just shocking them every so often. What a twist. One thing that does bug me about this card, and this is kind of silly, I'll admit, but the previewed card on the site has the... It has, if you look at the art, she has this like flaming eye, like on the right side, looking like Kano from Mortal Kombat. Yep. And uh, yep. on her right eye. But if you look at the promo art that they previewed for like the game day where it's a promo, it is her left eye yep. that's uh, the fiery uh, eye. I don't know why that bugs me, but it does. What a twist. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're diff- Maybe it's not the same shaman. Maybe it's a different shaman. Yeah, I guess she's not legendary, uh-huh. so it could just be, you know, maybe he took one eye from each of them. From his shamans, he's like, I'm gonna take the left eye from this one. Oh, new shaman! Oh, I'm taking a right eye. I'm Tovum Tovolar is an interesting guy. He he goes back yeah. and forth, taking left Just and take... right eyes depending on what, what he needs. Wouldn't, for wouldn't you want your shaman to have both their eyes? It kind of messes with their depth perception. And I want my shamans to cast spells. They're throwing spells somewhere. I want to do it accurately. You know, like the like the like uh like John Elway told Tim Tebow, "Just pull the yeah. trigger." And I guess that worked. So. uh... <laughs> Okay, but uh, I'm sure we're going to look stupid when this gets posted because there's going to be some amazing card that's been previewed between recording time and posting time. You're going to be like, you idiots, why didn't you talk about this card? It's amazing. And it's not Ray of Revelation. That's not a new card. That's been here before. Yeah. I mean, I know it looks great, but we've seen yeah, it before. fantastic art that they got. Uh, good job there oh. on the reprint. The art gets better and yeah. better. So that's pretty great. Okay, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little more about the cards here coming up in the question week. Moving on, we have... Tons of posting. We got a lot of information in the last couple of weeks from Wizards of the Coast, including our online PTQ schedule for uh, Pro Tour Avacyn Restored, or Pro Tour Barcelona, which will be taking place in May. Um, one thing I'm happy about is this time they're all they're all modern constructed. Uh, I don't know if you remember last time like we had a PTQ season. They're like, you know, let's yep. just do half of them sealed. Like, whatever. It's like MBD. <laughs> like it's. I'm sure no one would notice. I'm sure no one will care. Yeah. So it's like, oh, if you're like, because you're preparing for the modern PTQ season, you're like, yes, I'm gonna do it. It's like I'm free this weekend. Oh, that's a sealed one. Awesome. That's it. so. I think the last Pro Tour season though had like some issues with uh, timing and whatnot. So, yeah. Um, they probably thought this one ahead more than a day. Yeah, so that's I'm sure that's the case. So, uh, but luckily, yeah, they will be 16 online PTQs. Uh, they will begin. This weekend, uh, January yeah, the fourteenth and the fifteenth, we got two of them, and then we got two, uh, you know, every week or so, all the way until the very the last one is going to be April first. Going to be April Fool's Day for our last PTQ. That one's actually yeah, that one that one's a joke. <laughs> You're going to log on and be like, what? The- oh, come on. And for those of you guys in different time zones, it they've really staggered it to really help out. They have the 7 a.m. p.m. 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for the people on the East Coast, so they can wake up at 10 and go to this PTQ. The 10 a.m. for people on the West Coast and the East Coast, and they have the occasional like uh, 7 a.m. Monday um, for I guess Europeans, but I'm not exactly sure who can play on Monday at 7 a.m. So it's hard yeah, to say. I I don't know. Unfortunately, we don't have our our European delegates, so we can't really get back down that one. Yeah, I mean, it's, it seems sort of weird that they'd have it at 7 a.m. on a Monday. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, Magic... Like, I mean, it's playable, but, like, people have work. Yeah, is that, I mean, is that a holiday, maybe, the 20th? It might, the 22nd isn't in the U.S., but it might be in Europe, Yeah, I maybe, guess. yeah. I, 
This is this is why we need a Brit. Uh, best of luck. Yeah. Uh, hope we get yeah. Feel better, AJ. We'll we'll take it from here. We'll just we'll just assume that's like we'll say it's Governor's Tea Day. Must be some kind of like Governor's yeah. Day. Yeah. Exactly. Or like Boxing Day yeah. too. Boxing. Box, revenge. Bo- revenge of the Boxing. Yeah. Some one of those random holidays. Um. But yeah. I mean, check them out. There's you know obviously they're pretty expensive at 30 tickets, but hey, you can win a trip to Barcelona in May. I'm pretty sure that's pretty awesome. Yep. <laughs> And in terms of uh, booster packs, the payout hasn't been increased, mm-hmm. really. Uh, that said, if you do win one of these and go to the event, mm-hmm. you're able to partake in two flights of uh, t- uh, $1,000 plus anywhere from 12 to 36 booster packs. Yeah, so that will give you a little bit to reimburse you um, your plane trip to Barcelona. Um, mm-hmm. The price has the... Price payout gotten a little deeper. I know it's only one pack, but they're paying booster packs out to 256 now on. I think it's gotten deeper. Um, I think they've shallowed it out though. I, I think they just added they, more places. Yeah, so like, cause deeper. I think yeah, maybe first you got like 72 before, and now it's only 48, and they've slid, you know, covered that down since it's like 900 people playing in a PTQ. If only 900. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, well, I mean, we'll see. Constructed um, usually pulls less than uh, limited. If nothing else, you gotta get those cards. Yeah. And there will be ten rounds, though. I guarantee you that. Ugh. I didn't even have ten rounds of the GP, man. Are you kidding me? Okay. <laughs> All right. They're just over two. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but uh, so yeah, if you're interested in those, the schedule is there and available, and you know what you gotta do if you want to go to Bar- what is that? Spain? I sound like a complete global idiot. Barcelona. Yeah, Spain. Yeah, okay. Spain. Uh, Messi, Davi. Um, and also, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure in May that's beautiful. In other announcements, we have, finally, we know what Magic Online Player Rewards cards we are working for, uh, for this particular season, for the January 2012 season. Uh, we have new lands. There it yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised that we didn't, we should have gotten this announcement, at, like, January 28th, like, three, it's like, they're in our account already, I don't know how I earned these. Uh, but we have a new basic land cycle to start th- things off, and it's the Meriden Arena Alternate Art Basic Lands. These are just absolutely beautiful, in my opinion. I love this artwork on these lands. It's like my third favorite land cycle behind like Guru and uh, Arena Japan. Yeah, I mean, it's just I don't know what it is about them. I just love them. I actually, um, I was lucky enough. My girlfriend got me the mural in prints. She ordered them from John Avon, and we have that framed just to have that mural set up. And I wish there was a way you could just, like, move your cards to Magic Online to do that, but that'd be cool. But, uh... Gotta play the planes first, yeah. the island second. It's like, I can't... I have to skip my land drop this turn because I didn't draw a swamp. Hang on. <laughs> exactly. Can't play the mountain. Um, but, yeah, I think they're absolutely gorgeous. Uh, a little less gorgeous at the next tier, tier 3 and 4, we have Rewind. Yeah. Meh. Uh, that's, a, that's a good card. I mean... I- you just see a lot yeah, of it's, it's playable, and it is in the old uh, Urza Saga template, not the 8th edition one. Uh, one that is pretty exciting is the tier 5 and 6 promo, and that's the Cloud, yeah, post. Cloud post with the Friday Night Magic art. Looks yeah, really looks great. awesome. Uh, tier 7 and 8 is uh, old school Dissipate, which is good, because you can get the old um, Mirage art in the old frame if you want that, which uh, looks pretty awesome. I like that art. Uh, not really... Not a big fan of the dissipate art in uh, in Estrad, but you know it's playable. That's the that's yeah. If nothing else, it is a playable promo, which is great. And then topping out at yeah kicker. tier the tier nine, ten, eleven promo is the Judge promos Sword and Fire and Ice. Uh, 
with the old school for template. For those of you who don't know. Ooh, bam! Like, that's great. I mean, I thought that was that was one of the big things I remember when Mirrodin came out. Because you guys have to remember, before Mirrodin, we had all the artifacts were looking like this. So, uh, But Sword of Fire Ice just looks like it's designed to have this kind yeah, of... Yeah, it, it does. With that art, it looks really good in this, the old template. Like, I, I want one. I want four, five, seven. I don't know. I want a lot of them. Uh, because it looks good, and I just need sort of fire and ices in general. So, yeah, I mean they're they're very yeah. good, probably as good if not better than uh, sort of whatever we yeah. have now. Uh, yeah, I mean it sees play in legacy. I'm sure it sees play in some of the big deck formats. Um, so yeah, I'd say this is a pretty good one here, other than rewind. But I mean that's one of the low tier ones, so it's no big deal. Uh, and we can't complain. It's pretty good too. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah. It could be worse. Not crows and war chief. That's that's <laughs> not it's not Gleebox. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so that's pretty exciting, um, and I'm glad those lands made it online, and we'll have those for three months because I plan on getting me some of those. Um, yeah, not much more to say. That good job, Wizards. I like them. Yeah. Oh, and for those of you guys who played Thursday Night Magic, the promo for this, as you probably have, will figure out in a little bit, is a listener right. elf, which is the infect elf that sees play in the infect combo yeah. deck. And- yeah, absolutely. So a playable FNM card, that's a win, and pretty cool art. I think it looks good, so uh, yeah. Good. And also, in other promo news, we finally have the Magic Online Championship Series promo. I know this has been known for a while, but we haven't talked about it, and that is the Season 1 promo for the January. Moxus is going to be Alternate Art Demonic Tutor. Casual. <laughs> yeah, totally casual card. You know, there we go. I'm not, I'm, I, I didn't decide to just... I didn't, I didn't just decide to go have, make sure I have 15 qualifier points on every account I have. So. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty exciting. So, man, they, that's, that's a that's a home run for January promos, man, I'd say. Um, yeah, for, without a doubt. Demonic Tutor, great card to have in the set. Great card to have in the system. Yeah. I want more. Yeah, exactly, because it's a card that you're always going to want, especially if you want to play classic vintage stuff. You're going to need to get one of them, so it's good that they keep getting more of them. Try to play it. Yeah, and try to play in in uh, in uh, Legacy. Yeah. So. If only. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that kind of covers us for news this uh, week. So we can go ahead and slide on into prices. And we went and dug up a random smattering of modern cards because they are already and will probably continue to go a little bit crazy, especially now that the PTQs are coming up here this weekend. Uh, anything that sticks out for you, Sebastian? Uh, I'm just glad to see Figure of Destiny back. Uh, Figure of Destiny, for those of you who don't know, is the uh, one of my favorite cards from, uh, I think it's Eventide? Yeah, yeah, it's Eventide. And it's basically, it starts as a 1-1. One, one. You can pay either red or white, and it goes to a 2-2 two, two right away when you pay one mana. And if you um, you upgrade him again, it becomes uh, a 4-4. Four, four. And if you upgrade him again, it becomes a 8-8 eight, eight flying first yeah, striker. It becomes a game ender. So, I mean, yeah. So, basically, he was the precursor to the current uh, level up mechanic we have uh, but he's infinitely better because you can play his abilities at instant speed yeah so. but he was the the beta test for that concept and they just figured out how to tighten it up template wise mm-hmm. and it, he's great i like him a ton uh, i'd recommend you guys go grab him for 15 i think it's a great deal i think it's one of those he's one of the few cards that people want to see mm-hmm. play as you had um Grove of the Burn Willow combo. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of these guys have started to come up because Grove is no longer an option in the format. So a lot of these creatures, like even Dark Confidant had really slipped, uh, but he's come back strong at 22 now um, because there's not as much fear of him being burned out all the time. 
like he would be. Yeah. Dark Zoo is back. Yeah. Um, also, some other ones to note uh, starting to creep up a little bit are some, because we have such powerful lands in the format, things like Magus of the Moon, Blood Moon, Fulminator Mage that deal with all these uh, shaky mana bases are starting to creep up a little bit, and we'll see if a deck emerges in, from that. They're at 4 to $6, depending on which ones you're looking for. So something to keep in mind that's maybe an emerging deck in the format after there's a metagame established. Yeah, without a doubt. It's uh, Magmas, Magmas of the Moon is another one of those cards that uh, was really killed by Burn Willow. So it's, it's good to see him back, uh, mostly because I have a playset. But, <laughs> uh, it's always good to see. Uh, Cryptic Command is up to 13. That's pretty standard. I would, although it's, it's technically yeah, it's modern, pretty modern. <laughs> but it's pretty modern. Yeah, no, uh, Cryptic Command, another card people thought it might be too slow. You're always going to see this card come back up in price because everyone wants to make sure that it's not too slow. Because if it's not too slow, it's amazing. If it's too slow, then it's too slow. But yeah, but if the format can tolerate it, having a card that is at least dismiss and maybe more, like depending on what you do with it, is pretty good. So yeah, I mean, especially with like uh, our good old fashioned Snapcaster Mage. Snapcaster Mage is a cryptic command. Seems like a lot of card advantage. Absolutely, yeah. And what I love is with Snapcaster Mage, I don't, you don't, I don't feel as bad about not playing four cryptic commands. It's because if the formats, you know, you get those clunky hands sometimes. You have to play four of them, but it's so good you want to. Well, you know, now I can just play like two or three, and then four Snapcaster Mages, and now I have seven commands. Just sounds great yeah. to me. Uh, another one that's really climbed up the charts is again we were talking about Soul Sisters, so we see that again Proclamation of Rebirth. Uh, which lets you go crazy in that deck, and that's up to 947. Um, so it's quite the comeback kit here. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Proclamation of Rebirth has the same issue that the card and any deck like that has always had, and that when you have a ton of mana and a ton of life, it really kills your clock, and you can't have the infinite cycle. And so it's a, it's a deck that's going to be underrepresented in the uh, online yeah. mana game. Let's see if they'll adjust for yeah. that. Well, I mean, if we if uh, we get our Chalice of Dome you for five, Chalice, Chalice of Shrapnel Blast, that'll certainly speed the deck up. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so that may be something we need to slide in there. It, yeah, because you see online, uh, the always with combo decks, that's always an issue about whether or not you can sustain the, the chess clock that you don't have to worry about in real life. So the one major skewing of metagame that we still have, I would say, on between the two formats. It's just, we can't yep. get rid of it. Uh, but one deck that doesn't really uh, worry that much about its clock is probably using Windbrisk Heights and its new favorite buddy and many other cards' favorite buddy, Emrakul. Uh, so that, that that one's really easy to finish off. It works yeah. for people. It Get works. some tokens in play, uh, attack with them, activate Windbrisk Heights, profit. And also the interesting thing on this one is unlike other kind of cheaty, cheaty effects to get Emrakul in play, you're, you are casting him with Windbrisk Heights. You're playing him without paying his mana cost. So because he's cast, you do get the additional turn. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't even have the opportunity to Oblivion Ring him or anything like that. You're just going to town. Nope. Just win. Exactly. That's all he does. That pretty much is all he does. Yeah. <laughs> and and in, in other news, we have the standard. Uh, you want you might want to find yourself a third job or second job, depending on where you're at for these kind of things, or even a first job. Uh, Hollow Fountain's at 40. Tarmogoy is at 85. Steam Fence is at 26. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, well, I've spent like $400 and I have my mana base. Okay, now what am I going to play? <laughs> it's like, I'll hit you up in a month <laughs> or a year. Yeah, it's like, I finally afforded a modern deck. Oh, and the PTQs are over. 
Okay. Uh, but yeah, we've got a handful of those, you know, posted up there. If there's anything we missed, if, if you feel like we should be talking about different kinds of prizes, you know, feel free to let us leave us a comment and let us know. Uh, but that's what we've got for you this week. Not to mention that we've, uh, as you guys may have noticed, uh, just in some PRMTGO news, we've updated the commenting system and linked it with Facebook. Mm-hmm. So we can know how to find yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but more importantly, it's, uh, it allows us to uh, comment more easily, keep better track of like favoriting and whatnot. Yeah, it's it's an updated system. We had a little shaky start with it probably because you know, we had some just unannounced change, which apparently Magic players are not, not good with. So... Uh, We'll see how that goes, but overall, I'm a big fan of it. I like, I just like the accountability of it. And I mean, obviously, if you know, I'm sorry, if you're opposed to it, obviously we still have the hybrid system in place for now. And I know Josh said he's working on it to see what he, what, where they want to go in the future. But in general, I am just in favor of the accountability, at least to a greater degree, the accountability of the comment system. And you know, it's, it's a yeah. I never, I never enjoy feeding trolls, and so I'm glad we get if we can cut that down to a degree. That's, uh, that's good by me. Yeah. And uh but how about we feed some actual positive reinforcing listeners with uh, our question of the week in our contest. Sounds okay, so obviously we told you guys last week we had those uh foil relic of progenitus up and again because we kind of switched over to the Facebook's uh system in a quick hurry there, we don't have the count name, but we do have winner and that is Bobby I'm going to butcher this man. I'm sorry, Levesque. I think that's as good as as Yeah, I that's that's what I got. Um, having his opponent uh, throw away the game with a rolling trembler with a rage thrower in play is pretty awesome. So I'll take that one, man. Good job. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, okay, kill you? All right, thanks. Good job. I'd be like, wait, are you sure? <laughs> so you're telling me you tapped the mana already and it's on yeah. the stack. He's like, yes, yes, okay. Um, good game. It's like, yeah, good game. Like, why aren't you picking up your cards? <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. I mean, yeah, you, you, lose. you you've lost. Uh, I actually have a funny. I'll get to it in a second here. A funny story with Rolling Trembler uh, that we'll talk about in a second. But uh, congratulations, Bobby. Good story, good times, and you have won some relic of progeniti. Uh, so if you just want to message me on Magic Online, my account name is Game Master Thirty Two on MTGO. I will hook you up with those. Uh, and congratulations. And for this week, we have another prize, and that is again, you know, I'm just giving away my. Uh, winnings from the classic uh, classic league that just wrapped up, and I got a bunch of random foil playsets of like commons and uncommons that are just kind of good and classic. Maybe you can use them in other formats. And here's one that you could potentially use in modern as well, and that is a playset of foil nature's claims. Ooh, Ooh indeed, yeah. Can I answer this? Uh, my favorite mechanic is Undaunted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, our question for the week we have. Uh, which of the new Innistrad block, or which, and that includes the ones that have already been released, like double face cards, and all that. Which new block mechanic, mechanic are you most excited about? Um, uh, for me personally, I'm gonna say against Undying, just because it, you know, obviously to get to reuse resources is really powerful in competitive Magic. Uh, you know, that's why Flashback is so good. It's just so great. It's so interesting too. Like, whereas Persist was clearly a negative, this could be a positive. Yeah, I like the way that there's an interesting because before it was always just you know you. It was kind of like it's a bonus, like, oh, my creature died, and now he's back, and I get to do some stuff again. Now it's like, I'd be interested to see if there's some situations Wait. where you want to actively get rid of your creature to pump them with uh, with Undying. Or actively give in minus one, minus one, yeah. to uh, 
let him die. Yeah, in. that'll be interesting if there are ways to uh, get those counters on there to to do that. One one card that and I saw this posted somewhere that I think would be interesting is if they create a card with Undying and Morbid. So the first time it dies, it comes back and oh, triggers it. Yeah, so yeah cool. it would come back and trigger its own ability. So then if that was a really potent ability, you would want to have control over when it can go off. My yeah, God. that'd be really interesting. So I think there's a lot of cool design space with that. And, I mean, Persist was good. This seems even better. Um, so as a competitive player, that's what I'm definitely looking forward to. Uh, but for everyone else, uh, if you feel differently, you got you know some choices: Fateful Hour, Double Face cards, the Werewolves, Flip cards in general, whatever it is. Um, just go ahead and leave us a comment, and you know what's your favorite mechanic? Why do you like it? What's what do you think is cool about it? Um, if there's cards in particular that you lean toward it, let us know. Leave a note in the comments. If you would like to be eligible for the con- the contest, please leave your user your MTGO username in your post. Uh, just put that in there somewhere. And that will let me know you want to be put in the... We'll just do a random drawing this time. So, random nat- set play set of nature's claims. Foily. Uh, up for grabs. Yep, sounds about right. I mean, it's one of those things where... Um, please don't... Bad karma. You don't want to pose as Bobby Levesque, Levesque and like, pick up your cards. That we'll, we'll keep your name and write it down. You'll never do anything else again. Exactly. <laughs> so, we're watching you. Come on, community. Stay honest. I believe in you. So, uh, But, yeah. Uh, should be a lot of fun, and just let us know what you think. Um, and that would pretty much do it for this week. We're just going to wrap up a little bit of uh, what you've been playing. And Sebastian, I know not much, but uh, what you got for us? What you've been playing? So I, I, I moved back to the East Coast just a couple of days ago. It's been a lot of fun. Don't remember because I hit my head. It's not from. It's it's a long story. I got choked out. It was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> that's almost that's almost choking us go. They're 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 a hoot. Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, my ear is, is on fire still. <laughs> uh, people should stop watching Warrior. It's 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 unhealthy. Um, it's, it's a great movie, but unhealth, unhealthy for you. In terms of magic, I played some standard. Standard's really interesting to me right now. It's it's really hard for me to like have a good grasp of the meta game. I've I have access to a lot of different decks. Still lose to fish pretty regularly. Um, makes you want to switch to fix. So, like, it's one of those things where the metagame is constantly evolving. It's going to be fun to see if there's, like, some dominating control or aggro deck that comes out in the next couple mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah, definitely. Very cool. How about yourself, uh, Well, I was away at uh, Grand Prix Austin this weekend, since it's kind of in my backyard a couple hours away. Um, I went there, hung out with some friends, and played a little magic. And I did pretty well for myself. I managed to make it to day two um, with a 7-2 and two record. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Unfortunately, I decided that uh, the first draft of day two was the time when I should draft the worst deck of my life. Like, not even a Vinistrad, but I think I look back and I'm like, this might be the worst deck I've drafted ever. Uh, (laughs) So that pod did not go so well. I I recovered in the second pod and managed to go 2-1, but left me at 10-5 overall, uh, which was good for 97th place. Did you go 0-3? No, I went went 1-2, and but the 1 was a buy. Because it was an it was a seven man pod. Had I had I gotten to play the third match, I would have certainly lost. Like I, I told people that I was like I went one and two, and that exceeded my expectations for that deck. Um, you know, you take what you can get. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that draft was just a train wreck. Uh, but to my interesting story, in this when we were still on day one in the sealed portion, uh, at one point we, my opponent and I were just kind of racing, going back and forth, and I had my opponent at five. And I drew for my turn, and I was hoping to draw, like, Silent Departure to get his blocker out of the way because I had exactly five damage on the board. 
I had a, uh, the Stitch Drake and a couple of 1-1s, and he had one blocker. And my draw for the turn was Brimstone Volley. And so I was like, oh, wait, cool, I can just attack him. He'll take the two, go to three, and then I Brimstone Volley him, and he dies. Because he has he's tapped out, and he has one creature left. So I attack with my guys. He blocks Stitch Drake with Stitch Drake. He takes the two and goes to three. I tap two and a red with my only mountain and play my red card. And my opponent looks at me funny, and I look down, and I have a Roiling Trembler on the table. Because I played I played oh, no. the wrong red card. Uh, I pick it back up and I put the brimstone volley in play. And luckily, my opponent didn't. He was he was cool with it, so he scooped him up and lost. Because <laughs> had I played that rolling trimmer, much like Bobby's opponent, I would have lost the game. Because <laughs> then he would attack me next. I call it a judge. I'm sure he probably he probably should have. Uh, but luckily he was cool and he just picked him up. Um, I know I definitely could have had a judge called on me and probably been stuck with the rolling trembler and changed my entire tournament. Uh, but luckily he was pretty cool about it, and so I still got the win. <laughs> Whew. So people, be careful with your rolling tremblers, man. They can cost you games. Yeah, make sure you know what card Yeah, you're make playing. sure it's not going to lose it for you because you're not supposed to play it or because there's a rage thrower in play. Just kind of watch for these things. <laughs> All right. So with that random story, we will uh, go ahead and call it a day. So... Uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back with you next week. I'm sure we'll have a lot of Dark Ascension cards to talk about next week. And we'll have our contest winner and a new play set of random foilies up for grabs. Sounds like a good one, guys. Anyway, guys, have a good week, yep, everyone. Enjoy your week. Take it easy. Peace.